Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Brett Wilson, and he's the CEO of NeoVolta. Good morning, Brent, and thanks for being a part of this. Hey, good morning, Jeff. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So, so Brent, for those that aren't familiar at all with NeoVolta, can you just give us a quick overview of what the company does? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, we manufacture energy storage systems. So everybody's pretty familiar with Tesla and their Powerwall, uh, which is a very good product. Um, uh, but NeoVolta being new, not so many people have heard. So generically, uh, an energy storage system takes excess solar, charges up in a battery, and then at nighttime when the uh, sun uh, goes down, the battery then discharges and runs the home loads. Okay, that's a very simplistic overview, but that's basically what an energy storage system does. Neovolta has got lots of competitive advantages, and I'm thrilled to be able to discuss those with your audience. Okay. So if I'm understanding correctly, in, in simple terms, you're making a, a backup battery for the solar energy for your home. Is that, is that fair? That's, that's pretty fair, but uh, I'd like to think that Neovolta does far more than backup. We, we actually run the majority of a customer's house once the sun goes down, and uh, we have even enough power to back them up when the grid goes down. And uh, unlike some of our competitors, we can even get your solar started uh, the next day, even if the grid is out. Okay. So, so do you need to start fresh with a new system, or can you retrofit into an existing solar system? So that's one of the great advantages of Neovolta, both, is a simple answer. We can go in with new solar install, or we can retrofit with uh, legacy solar. And uh, one of our large customer bases are people who've been on solar for, you know, 15 years, and whatever inverter technology they, they installed 15 years ago has run its life, and they're faced with, you know, spending three dollars $4,000 just to get another inverter to make their existing solar work. Um, so we love those retrofits, and uh, we can take uh, the solar directly from the panels, and that is something that I'm pretty sure Neovolta is leading the market on. So as a very quick uh, example, all solar panels are direct current, all of them. All batteries are direct current. So with a, just a standalone solar system, you have to invert the direct current energy coming out of the solar panel to alternating current, to make it work with the home, make it work with the grid, all your appliances, all that kind of stuff. Um, so most of my competitors only take solar that is already inverted to alternating current. Well, you know, that's expensive. That's a couple, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 of an inverter to make it alternating current to go into an energy storage system that then turns around and reinverts it back to direct current to go into the battery. And then when it's time for the battery to discharge, the battery, uh, the inverter has to then take the direct current out of the battery and invert it back to alternating current for the home to use. Um, that's not only expensive, but every time you invert a current, uh, you are losing efficiency. Um, you know, on the leading edge, Neovolta can do that. We can accept uh, AC solar, if you will, and... Uh, it's about a 6% loss inverting that AC solar, or you know, now the AC solar into DC battery and then back out to the loads of the home. Um, you know, one of our original ideas was, uh, why are we inverting uh, direct current energy when we're turning around and putting it into a battery? Uh, that's extremely inefficient. So I believe uh, we're kind of leading the market 
And uh, we've partnered with a company called Tygo, and Tygo has uh, amazing optimizer products and rapid shutdown, which is a requirement now in California, uh, to be able to make direct current panels work with an energy storage system. And we're fully licensed and uh, certified uh, for that. So the efficiency goes way up. Um, so without being too long-winded, just on this point, if, if it's a legacy system and their old inverting has uh, you know, run its course, then uh, you can save about 15% in efficiency by now just connecting the panels directly to Neovolta. And 15% over 10 years, that's a lot of money. Okay. And, and so for your part in this system, how big, you're not doing um, panels, correct? Correct. Uh, we work with okay. uh, solar installers and distributors. Okay, so how big is your portion of the solar business? How, how large a market is your addressable market? I would say 100% um, on the residential side. So, so Neovolta, um, we can take solar that's already alternating current. We can take solar that's direct current, and we can take both alternating current and direct current solar uh, into, into Neovolta, into our energy storage system. And so there is literally no solar being installed or that has been installed in the last 20 years that uh, Neovolta can't work with. I've not found, I've not found any uh, solar manufacturer or uh, inverter manufacturer that we can't pair with. Okay. And then, and, and again, to, to sum it up, how you stand out from the competition would be what? So, so that's, listen, this ACDC solar conversation is a, it's technical, but it's a huge piece to me. More important at the retail level is we use a different chemistry battery. So uh, everything that moves, whether it's a plane, train, car, um, bus, uh, all of that stuff, even, even your smartphones that are in your pocket, they all use lithium-ion battery chemistry. It's really lightweight, and it's very inexpensive. So those are big positives on that side. However, it doesn't have good heat tolerance, and uh, by that I mean it doesn't like being over 120 degrees Fahrenheit, and it has a nasty little um, issue with thermal runaway, meaning if those cells get exposed to oxygen for any reason, um, you know, they were in some kind of an accident uh, or they got too hot or they were overpressured, if that, if that chemistry gets exposed to oxygen, it's going to catch on fire, and the heat from one cell pack is going to rupture the cell pack adjacent until all of the chemistry has burned up. It's called thermal runaway. It's extremely well documented. Um, some energy storage uh, system uh, companies and I will say a couple of uh, auto manufacturers are working on that issue like crazy. They change their chemistry about every six months, but it's still not perfect. Okay, so one of the very first decisions I made when uh, standing up Neovolta was what was going to be the battery chemistry. And in that we're an energy storage system, um, I don't care about the weight. Lithium-ion is very lightweight. Uh, I don't care about the weight we're moving at once. Um, so I went with lithium-iron phosphate. Lithium-iron phosphate costs twice as much and it weighs twice as much. Um, but I sleep well at night because there's literally no risk that we're going to burn down somebody's house. Uh, there is no thermal runaway issue, and uh, it's extremely safe. The only uh, disadvantage is it costs more. Um, but I address that by uh, making sure competitively Neovolta is priced at the same price as or less 
significantly less than all of our competition. So the cheapest competition on the market, I am meeting them, and I sleep well at night because uh, even though we paid more for the battery chemistry, there is no thermal runaway risk, and that's really important to me. So, Brent, is, is that IP protected in any way? No, lithium iron phosphate's uh, pretty prevalent in the market. It's, uh, um, you know, everywhere there's a cell tower now, there's a eight, at least an eight-hour backup battery system, and the majority of that stuff is lithium iron phosphate. Again, you're moving it once. So industry is moving that way. Just things in the transportation uh, sector uh, aren't going to move that way very rapidly because of the weight. Okay. Uh, within your system, is anything protected, or is it all just know-how? Uh, I've got uh, several uh, um, key pieces of uh, intellectual property. Uh, we're patent pending on the way we deal with AC microinverters. That's, uh, so, you know, 15 years ago, the solar market, uh, you know, all, um, all DC solar panels were inverted using what's called a string inverter. It's just a big box on the side of the house, and every panel gets joined to that box. But about eight or ten years ago, they started developing a thing called microinverters, and they go underneath each panel. Um, different microinverters um, behave differently, and we have some uh, intellectual property on how we connect with that stuff. So when I made the statement earlier about I haven't found anybody's legacy or new um, solar inverter uh, capability that we couldn't uh, pair with, that's why. So we have intellectual property on that, and I'm, on the, I'm in the process right now of filing some more intellectual property on very something very special um, concerning generators, and uh, and I think when uh, once uh, once that gets filed and I get that product under development, I'm pretty sure I'm way ahead of the market on on that kind of capability. Okay, and who are you selling to, and and how are you reaching them through what channels? So we started off here uh, with sales, um, I don't know, about uh, nearly two years ago in Southern California because we're based in Poway, which is a subsidiary of San Diego. And um, I started with uh, some local solar companies, and I took about six months of focusing just locally. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff um, from a military background, and, uh, and as a colonel, um, I was in charge of acquisition for all the Department of Defense's helicopters and tilt rotor aircraft, all of them, $130 billion budget. Um, and uh, so I got real good at production and, uh, and manufacturing. And, uh, and one thing that really resonated with me is there's always technology challenges. Um, and to steal a line from Donald Rumsfeld, there's, uh, there's known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. And those are the ones that uh, you got to worry about, the unknown unknowns. So I kept our distribution here local. Uh, wanting to make sure that if we had any technology challenges, they were right in our backyard and I could address them. And so we learned a lot over six months. We didn't have any failures, but I saw behavioral things um, that I wanted to make improvements on. And so I spent all of 2019 uh, making, uh, making improvements. So I didn't roll out and go statewide uh, until the beginning of 2020, so about a year ago. And I started with a couple of big installers up in the Bay Area, and I've, since then I've expanded. I've got a distributor, a large distributor in Nevada, and um, they get uh, when they hit certain volume levels, they get some exclusivity. Um, but we have through them, we have installs uh, in Nevada, Utah, Arizona, Oklahoma, and uh, Georgia, North Carolina, and Puerto Rico. 
so uh, through that distribution, and then they're responsible for training and certifying the uh, the installers and making sure they have all the paperwork for permitting and everything they need um, to be you know successful uh, to include sales information, all that stuff. They're a wonderful distributor. So uh, I'm focusing uh, here in California. I add installers uh, weekly. It <laughs> seems like uh, seems easy enough, but uh, energy storage systems are relatively new to the market. So you know, there's a there's a great deal of paperwork associated with uh, permitting, and uh, with every uh, city and county, and uh, then of course all the utilities. The good news is I've got all that stuff down to a science, and uh, you know, and I help installers and get them off the ground and make sure they're successful their first time or two, and then they're on uh, pretty much on autopilot. So, are you now targeting the the entire part of the country that you want to Sunbelt areas, I guess, or uh, are you still going to roll out uh, additional distributors? Yeah, so I am. Uh, that's a that's a great question. Um, uh, let me back up just a second. So, uh, with this distributor in Nevada, and and it's disclosed, it's uh, PMP Energy. Um, they've given me start several large purpose purchase orders uh, recently. Uh, we've disclosed those. Uh, it's expanding. Um, they're getting me in with home builders. They're getting me in with, um, uh, heck, even up in Canada. And, uh, and uh, specifically, they've got a plan. They're rolling out in Florida right now. So their volume has, and this is a good problem to have, but their volume has caused me to do uh, quite a bit of uh, ramping up and expansion. And so we just leased another facility about a half mile from our current facility, and uh, we're in the process of moving some production uh, over to that new facility. Um, so, yes, I'm going to take on new distribution, uh, but I've got several, I'm discussing with several home builders right now, uh, doing, uh, starting off with, uh, you know, exclusive neighborhood uh, rollouts, and uh, I, see, um, uh, I see that 2021 is going to be extremely busy, uh, um, just keeping up with demand on, uh, on everything that we've agreed to in the last three, four months. So are you, are you manufacturing everything yourself, or are you outsourcing, and what capacity are you at? And you know, if, you, if the orders really come in, how quickly can you ramp this thing? Yeah, so, um, uh, so I take uh, – so our batteries, our inverter, uh, the cabinet, all of that stuff is white-labeled to me. Uh, they're either my designs or my improvements and enhancements. That's all protected, and then we put everything together. So – uh, when I say manufacturing, we're really, and we are manufacturing some components, but, uh, but the majority of it is assembling everything and uh, packaging up and getting it out the door. Uh, when it comes to overall production levels, uh, we have got uh, quite a bit of space to grow. Uh, we have three full-time lines now. We can increase that to seven lines, and uh, but in between that, we're going to uh, hire on uh, additional shifts. So one of the good things about being a uh, retired Marine and being in the San Diego area, I know how to tap into an unlimited supply of uh, folks that are getting out of the Marine Corps uh, that uh, want to stay in the San Diego area that are good with their hands, with the mechanicals, uh, with electronics and all that stuff. And so... And, uh, and from a marine aviation point of view, they're used to working uh, overnight shifts. So uh, the next thing we're going to do is bring on what we call a swing shift, and that will come in, in the afternoon and go to the uh, uh, end of the evening hours. So as far as current production and where I can get to, um, 
uh, over the course of the next year is uh, we, we can do 10x. I'm not I'm not worried about the ability to expand. Okay, and then and then how do you guys get paid? What, what's the revenue model look like? Yeah, so when we sell direct to uh, when I'm selling here in California and uh, in Neovolt, I'm going to keep that uh, um, under me uh, probably forever. Uh, that's direct to installers and installers. I get installers everything from picking up one in a truck to taking 50 at a time. Uh, so, uh, you know, they drop a purchase order and come pick up and I'm paid uh, within 30 days. And uh, when it comes to the distributor, we ship those in lots of uh, 50. And uh, I've got, uh, matter of fact, I got 50 systems going to Atlanta next week. And that comes from the distributor and, uh, uh, you know, Half of that is paid on uh, purchase order and the other half on shipment. Okay. And then can, can anybody sell this, or do you need any certification or regulation? Yeah, you need, well, so uh, that's an interesting one. So that depends on the state. So California kind of has the lead on most things solar and energy storage uh, for the country. And I, and I say kind of. Hawaii is in there too, and Hawaii's got uh, Hawaii's got some peculiarities specific to them. Um, but every every state has different regulatory requirements. Uh, some are very easy, and uh, every once in a while you get a state asking for uh, something you've never heard of before. So it's a growing process, state by state. And the only reason for that is because energy storage is such a new sector. Um, you know, the same, the same growing pains were experienced with solar 15 or 20 years ago. Now we take all that stuff for granted because it's nationwide and uh, all the installers and city and county representatives, they all understand it. Uh, I don't see any hurdles or impediments. Uh, it's, uh, it just takes a while if, uh, if a jurisdiction has never seen an energy storage system before, they have lots of questions. I haven't caught one yet that said no or declined. Um, but they have lots of questions that's new to them. And usually you get a lot of questions coming from the uh, fire department or the fire marshals. Um, uh, so the good news is I've got a treasure trove of all that information, and uh, it's very easy to deal with. So uh, I, I onboard, or uh, NeoVolta onboards all of our installer, installers unless it goes to our distributor, PMP Energy, and then they do it. And the reason why is because you're rearranging uh, you know, a customer's uh, electrical um, for their house. So that's kind of a big deal. You've got to get it right. And, uh, you know, then there is a lot of paperwork in the permitting. And, uh, and then you have various different state rebate programs. And so one in California is the Self-Generation Incentive Program, uh, SGIP. And uh, so if installers are talking about that to customers and it's new to them, you know, that's a lot of bureaucratic paperwork as well. Uh, the good news is I've got that stuff mastered. I've had no problems. Um, uh, but it's a difficult question to ask because every state and every county has a little bit different spin to it. Okay. And in terms of a gating factor, you know, holding back, uh, I know you're growing nicely, but holding back further growth, is it a function of, you know, getting enough installers or are there some supply chain or mineral issues Along the way, uh, nothing, nothing on the. I'm not having any uh, challenges on the supply chain side. I, I've been staying ahead of. Uh, uh, I've been anticipating uh, the growth uh, very well. Um, so some of our competitors do have supply chain issues, and one of them in particular um, 
about four months ago, advertised to all of their installers that they couldn't have any more of their product uh, until sometime in the spring of 21. That's now moved to the early summer. Um, they've got different reasons for that supply chain issue, but uh, Neovolta doesn't have any of those problems. Um, so the rolling out and onboarding and taking on new installers is simply a function of them contacting me and developing a relationship and getting them trained and, uh, and uh, getting them up and running. And uh, there's no problems there. Um, but being a new company, you know, it takes a little while for, uh, um, for the information to get out there and uh, for folks to uh, contact us. On the other side of that is, uh, you know, we can go out and directly contact uh, uh, solar installers, and I've done that plenty too. I just onboarded two very large installers here in San Diego. Um, they've uh, One of them in particular wants to start doing TV spots here soon enough, uh, you know, advertising that they carry Neovolta. So those kind of things, uh, all that does is accelerate how much my, uh, my phone rings on a daily basis, and that's a good thing. Good. And so what are some of the key drivers of the business? So California is a great example of, I think, the type of things that are going to continue to occur throughout the country. So on one hand, um, and it doesn't matter to me the thoughts, I just kind of stick with the, the, the landscape that we have here today. So California has shut down all but one nuclear power plant. They have shut down all but one coal-fired power, power plant. They just gave them extensions for another year and a half to be online, but all the others are offline. Capital is um, reluctant to invest billions of dollars into California to stand up natural gas-fired power plants um, because the politics is against that kind of thing. So the availability of electricity is decreasing statewide. The state's answer to that has been to import uh, electricity from neighboring states, whether that's Nevada, Arizona. And here in San Diego, we get uh, a substantial amount of electricity comes from as far away as Texas. And, of course, you lose a lot of the electricity on these long-haul transmission lines as it uh, um, has to be transmitted over these great distances. So energy availability has gone down statewide, and at the same time, uh, we're adopting electric vehicles. And one electric vehicle can account for somewhere between 30 and 40% of what was previously the uh, customer's annual electricity uh, usage. So the utility companies are booming. They're getting, you know, every electric vehicle that's sold in California is like adding, uh, you know, another, an, another half residence. Um, and so energy demand is accelerating, is spiking, and at the same time, energy availability within the state is decreasing. That's causing costs to go up, and that's causing uh, blackouts. Um, we had uh, several blackouts, um, two different categories, um, all, all this summer uh, throughout California. One was a blackout because it was hot, and thanks to electricity use and also electric vehicles, there wasn't enough electricity on the grid, and so they had to do rolling blackouts uh, to keep the grid uh, healthy. And then in the late fall, because it doesn't rain for long, large periods of time here in California, the winds shift, and they're Santa Ana winds, and they come out of the desert areas, and they're very hot, and it's already dry, and there's a fire risk. And, uh, you know, the utilities have caused fires. They've killed people. They've burned down neighborhoods and cities. And so now the utilities progressively turn off the power. It's called PSPS, Public Safety Power Shutdown. That is, according to the governor of California, the new norm. 
So rates are going up, and the grid is uh, not reliable. And so from a customer business, you, you have few alternatives. Um, a lot of customers think they can just add solar and the sun is shining, and if the grid is down, then they're going to have power. That's not true. Uh, there are safety, built-in safety mechanisms into solar, not into the DC panel, but how you invert it to AC. And if there's not a grid reference, then the solar will not come on. So then a customer, so you can have you can have solar, and if the grid is down, you're in a blackout just like all your neighbors. So the only alternative then is to have solar with an energy storage system. An energy storage system either has an auto transfer switch or has this capability called islanding, which uh, Neovolta does. And what it does is basically it recognizes the grid is either down or not within certain parameters, and it disconnects itself from the grid. Therefore, the solar can stay online. And so if you have a Neovolta energy storage system, if the grid is down, your solar is still going to work, your battery is going to charge up, and you're still going to have electricity overnight. Now, you're not going to power all of your home loads, uh, but you can, you can power a significant portion of your house. And so because of these things going on in California, reduction of electricity manufacturing and significant increase, thanks to electric vehicles in large part, increase in demand for electricity, then you get the rolling blackouts. You're, unless you want to sit for three to five days in a PSPS blackout, your only alternative is to install an energy storage system. That by itself is driving the market. When, Sounds when like they you're turn pretty well the, positioned. When they turn off the power, they did it five times here in San Diego um, in October and November, our phones lit up. You know, I mean, imagine the world we're in today. Um, Customers um, or just citizens want to live in their homes longer. So they have, you know, medical uh, needs. Uh, some of them are, are electric medical equipment. Some of them are drugs and medications that have to be refrigerated. When the grid goes down, those people's lives are at risk. Many people in the backcountry areas are on electric well pumps. When the grid goes down, they have no water. Many people have home offices and working for home, especially during COVID. You know, you're not, you're not teaching your kids uh, via Zoom, a Zoom classroom, and you're not running your company if, uh, if you're at home and the grid is down. So now, thanks to these uh, rolling and uh, these PSPS blackouts, some of them are as long as seven days. Can you imagine that? Our phones ring off the hook with people who are interested. It is a self-driving market. Okay. So as we monitor the business, uh, you know, let's say over the next 12 months, are, are there any upcoming events or catalysts that we should watch for, or is it just more of block and tackle? Uh, well, are, are you asking specific to Neovolta or the industry? Uh, for Neovolta. Yeah, so for Neovolta, so, you know, right now we're extremely competitive. Um, I, am, I am matching dollar for dollar um, the cheapest competition and I would say Neovolta has got, at a minimum, a couple of key competitive advantages over them. And, and then I'll tell you improvements that are coming. So um, competitive advantage number one, we have a larger inverter. It's a 7,680-watt inverter. The majority of our competition has a 5,000-watt inverter. What that means is we can power more circuits. Okay, it's as simple as that. Most of our competitors can provide 20 amps, and we can provide 32 amps of power. Um, that's a big deal, and the technical folks will know what I'm talking about. 
Number two, the battery. Um, not only the size and the chemistry. So the chemistry, I'm not going to burn down your house. There's no off-gassing. It doesn't give off heat. It's completely safe. Uh, number two, we provide 14.4 kilowatts minimum uh, for our MB14 uh, storage system, called MB14 for 14.4 kilowatts of storage. A competitive advantage is you can add an extra two battery pack to the existing system, to the MB14 system. That's called the MB24. That takes you from 14.4 kilowatts to 24 kilowatts. Most of our competitors, you have to buy the inverter battery package to make that happen. That's really expensive. So if 14.4 kilowatts is not enough to get you through the night or get you through any kind of grid-out concern or challenge, you can add the extra two batteries. Very simple retrofit, takes 90 minutes, and only adds an additional $5,000 in cost on average. Um, really love that combination, and it's flying off the shelf. I only started advertising that about nine months ago, and it's already 30% of our business and growing. Uh, so that's a competitive advantage. We can also be installed inside or outside. Most of our competitors can only be installed inside. Um, well, you know, California is a little bit different than the rest of the country. I grew up on the East Coast. A two-car garage on the East Coast is about a two-and-a-half, if not three-car garage. In California, <laughs> a two-car garage is about a one-and-three-quarter size garage. So if, if your energy storage system can only go inside the garage, the customer is kind of faced with, do I not park a car in the garage or, you know, <laughs> you get challenges. So, um, so being able to be installed outside is also a very big advantage. Um, also, so we set up the system currently to discharge down to 20% of battery remaining on a nightly basis. If the grid goes down and you hit that 20% minimum, you'll be in a blackout just like all of our customers, right? But uh, com uh, competitors, excuse me. Um, the, the competitive advantage for Neovolta, though, is we hold a reserve, and that reserve keeps the inverter running and will continue to send a start signal to both AC and DC solar. So when the sun comes up the next day, the solar will start operating. It will charge back up the battery to a minimum discharge um, uh, setting for the battery, and the customer will be out of the blackout and back out in business. Most of our competitors know when the grid is out they need to conserve energy, but if somebody forgot or the grid went out in the middle of the night when they were sleeping and they hit their minimums, no need to worry. In a couple hours when the sun is up, you're going to be back in business. That's a very strong competitive advantage over the majority of our installers. Um, also, we have some pretty unique ways of how you can add a generator to the system. Most of our competitors cannot do that. Um, and, I'm, and I've already told you I'm working on some intellectual property on one particular piece of that that I think is going to corner the market. Um, also, our system is sized. Uh, some, some of our competitors have systems that, that are just massive. Um, they stick out from the wall 18 inches. Uh, ours only sticks out 10 inches. So it's ideal for the utility side of the garage on the outside. You can still get your trash cans and bicycles past it, um, and it won't interfere with, uh, uh, with a car uh, parking in the garage. So the size was really important to us as well, and, uh, and, and I think that's a, a, major, um, uh, a major advantage. Um, but, Brent, it, it sounds like you've got a, a pretty uh, darn competitive product, and, and as we watch the stock and the company, um, you know, I, I guess we should watch for that to, to turn into revenue in, increasingly. Um, and uh, are there any other things that we should watch for, you know, that looking to add a bunch more distributors, looking to, to have that IP 
patent or or, uh, or what are some of these other things that we might see that can can help the stock as well? Yeah, sure. So you're going to uh, so you will see an announcement about uh, some intellectual property uh, in a couple of months. You should see an announcement about uh, a major improvement to the battery in a couple of months. Uh, that one I'm extremely proud of, and and I know that uh, none of my competitors can come close to what uh, to what we're going to put out. Um, and I'm I'm kind of expecting. Uh, uh, that product to be available in March. We just passed all UL certifications last week, um, so really, really happy about that. And uh, yes, you will see announcements, uh, I think, um, about uh, home builders and additional distributors. And so, I think 2021 is going to be a banner year. Um, I, I intentionally held back the, the company for the for the first uh, you know nine months or so because I wanted to make sure the technology is right. Since then, we've made tons of improvements in the products that we're rolling out now and the improvements that will be in the supply chain in a very short amount of time are really phenomenal. And, uh, and I'd like to think that um, the rest of the market is going to have a very hard time keeping up with us. Well, Brent, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to share the Neovolta story. It sounds like it's going to be a very interesting year. Thanks. Thanks very much. I appreciate the time, Jeff. Uh, Neo Volta, N-E-O-V-O-L-T-A, and, uh, and the stock is uh, N-E-O-V, and really appreciate the time. Thank you, sir.